Mr. Benfica is a production of the PTB Media Network. All rights reserved. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, CastBox, Overcast, Himalaya, Pod Paradise, TuneIn, Breaker, and now available on iHeartRadio, Radio.com, and also on Audible for Amazon Prime subscribers. As always, select episodes available on YouTube and, of course, at www.mrbenfica.com. Please like, share, and rate the show on your preferred platform. Enjoy the show. Benfica Nation, welcome to episode 99 of Mr. Benfica. I am your host, the Mr. Mike Agustinu, and we have here a special Europa League edition today of Mr. Benfica. That's right, we're looking at two UEFA Europa League matches. Match day four on the road at Rangers, and match day five at home versus Lech Poznan. How is everybody doing? We are getting ever closer to the historic episode 100, which will be coming your way now in just a couple of days. As you can probably do the math, it will be an episode covering Passage de Ferreira, uh, the match against Passage de Ferreira, I should say, last Sunday, the exciting. And it's a it's a great match uh, to look at for episode 100 given the way it it concluded and i'm really excited to do that and there will definitely be a video version of that episode um that will that will be done at the same time because that is an episode definitely to document with video and i want to thank everybody who has been here since day one and everyone who's listening to me for the first time right now welcome um i am like i said the mr mike agustinu and this is mr benfica where we look at benfica matches and we review them i have to say though I'm a little bit down today um Earlier today, Benfica versus Chelsea, Women's Champions League. Those of you that listen to the show, y'all know just how how strong my feelings are for the Benfica women's football team. I've been following them since the beginning, uh, waiting for the day that they got to the Champions League proper. They debuted today at the Seychelles. Well, I can say that the result was harsher, I think, than the performance. I think the girls actually gave a pretty good account of themselves. Um, they they stood toe-to-toe at times with the top team in England's WSL, the Women's Super League, and one of the candidates to dethrone Leon and win this UEFA Women's Champions League. So, um I'll I'll definitely that'll be an episode all to itself. I'll review the match and I'll get that out to you. Oh, obviously, before the second leg kicks off next Wednesday. Now, today we're talking about these two UEFA Europa League matches, of course, as we said. Um, 
t- uh, a result that we we needed better in Scotland against Rangers. However, we do get a comeback, and there is a little bit of morale that could have been taken from that as uh, Befica, for the second time in a row against the same Celtic team, fought back from down two goals to steal a point, but it puts... It puts first place really almost out of reach as we head into the final match day. Match day 6, which will be on Thursday, this coming Thursday, December the 6th. As Befica travel to Belgium to take on Standard Liège. And Befica will need to win and hope that Rangers slip up if they want to avoid group winners and Champions League League teams that, that will fall. Uh, the third-place finishers in the Champions League groups that drop to the Europa League. Uh, winning the group is certainly a better or easier road, but maybe Benfica will rise to the occasion with a tougher opponent. We'll have to wait and see. Thursday, we'll tell uh, where we finish in this group. And then on uh, next Monday, I should say next Monday, which is December the 14th, UEFA will hold the draw for the round of 32 in this UEFA Europa League. All right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break right here, and then we're going to get right in to the review. Okay. On the other side of this break, we're going to we're gonna listen to the UEFA Europa League anthem, as you all know. That is one of my favorite pieces of music. I love playing it. I wish we were playing in the Champions League, but it is a little bit of a consolation for me to get to play this music uh, every time we have a Europa League match. All right, we'll be right back. This is Mr. Benfica. I am the Mr. Mike Agustinu, and you can follow me on Twitter at Benfica Mr. on Instagram at Mr. Benfica on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash Mr. Benfica. Don't forget to check out the website www.mrbenfica.com and also this podcast now available on a few more platforms. Happy to announce finally available on Amazon Music and on Audible as well as on iHeartRadio and Radio.com. I'll catch you on the other side as we get into Benfica traveling to Ibrox to take on Rangers. It's Rangers and Benfica on the other side of this break.
And welcome back to Mr. Benfica. It's episode 99. And I say it every time. I love that piece of music. I love playing that music. The Europa League anthem is the best competition anthem there is out there. All right. We're going back in time a couple of weeks here. All right. We are going back to Thursday, November the 26th. This was Thanksgiving Day here in the United States. Uh that's uh, for those of you that don't know. That's the day that um, Americans are, you know, give thanks for everything we have in our lives, and, and Americans eat a lot of turkey. I'm not a fan of turkey. I love the holiday, but I'm not a fan of the turkey. I just I uh, I suck it up at once a year, and I eat turkey, but it's it's not my thing. Um, but uh, it was great to be able to after a Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, roll over and throw on some Europa League football, and it was Benfica and Rangers were at the legendary, mythical Ibrox Stadium in the blue half of Glasgow. It's Rangers versus Benfica. Let's go to the lineup. Match day four in the UEFA Europa League, starting with the Scottish League leaders. Rangers in goal is Alan McGregor. Four across the back, James Tavernier. Connor Goldson, Leon Balogun, and Borna Barisic. Three in midfield, Glenn Kamara, Stephen Davis, and Canadian international Scott Arfield. Up front, their three in attack are Kenny Rofe, the Colombian international Alfredo Morelos, and Ryan Kent. And they play for, as you know, manager Steven Gerrard, the former Liverpool legend. And Georges Jesus would send out the following 11 for this one. In goal, making his debut in the UEFA Europa League, it was Elton Late. Um, he was opted for in place of Odi Vlacodimos. The right back was Gilberto Jardel and Vertonghen, the center back pairing. Remember, Otamendi suspended for this one due to the red card he received in match day three. In the left back was Grimaldo. The three men in midfield on this night was Gabriel, Chiquinho, and Rafa. And in attack, Harris Severovic was selected for the striker role, and he was he was complimented on his left by Gianluca Waldschmidt, and on his or I should say on his right by Gianluca Waldschmidt, and on his right on his left by Everton Sobolina. This was a match that was going to, you know, we knew it had the. The potential to decide the group, the fate of the group, as both teams came into the match level on seven points, and it would be it would be Benfica right off the bat in the fourth minute. It was Everton with the right-footed shot from the left side of the box. He misses to the right off a feed from Grimaldo. In the sixth minute, it was Rangers' turn to make an attempt, and it was Kamar Rolf. With his header from the center of the box, it was saved by Elton Late. However, there was a little bit of a follow-up as James Tavarnier's uh, rebound hits the bar. And let's have a listen here, uh, courtesy of CBS Sports here in the United States um, and from the World Feed. Here is the play-by-play from uh, from this instance. In the Europa League. Shut out. Right place, right time to clear. Back for Barisic, provides the cross, it's a super save, oh and it's back off the bar and eventually it's been put in. Scott Arfield with an early breakthrough for Rangers. After a fine save, they're back off the woodwork. So if at first you don't succeed, try again, and that's right, Kamar Roof, uh, his shot was saved, as you heard there, brilliantly by Elton. Um, the rebound fell to Tavernier. Tavernier hits it off of the bar, and it pops straight up. And on the third try, the Canadian Scott Arfield makes it count, and he puts Rangers ahead 1-0 in the sixth minute, the exact opposite of what Benfica were hoping uh, to get out of the first the first ten minutes of this match, knowing that they needed to su- they needed to survive this first quarter of an hour and then build from there. 
but it is Rangers drawing first blood, and it's an early goal, just like it was in match day three, but this time it is Rangers getting on on the score sheet first, and Benfica, Benfica had to be confident because they made that comeback in match day three, but a little bit shaken, as you could see, that they had fallen behind again so quickly in the 12th minute. Everton Sibolinia tries to get Benfica level as he has a right-footed shot from the center of the box, but it's high and wide. We move forward now, and it is in the 14th minute. It's an attempt blocked as Ryan Kent has a right-footed shot from outside the box, blocked by Jan Vertonghen. In the third, in the 15th minute, Gabriel will go in the book for a bad foul. He gets a yellow card for fouling Glenn Kamara. In the 23rd minute now, and it is Rangers again, and this time it is Alfredo Morelos. The Colombian has a right-footed shot from outside the box, but it is saved in the center of the goal by Elton, and Elton late keeps the deficit at 1-0 as Rangers look likely to pull a second goal. And Befica not playing well in this match. This was not one of the nights that they'll want to remember, especially for the first hour to, to 70 minutes or so. And we move along as we get to the 40th minute now, and Chiquinho has shown a yellow card for a foul on Ryan Kent. And he goes into the referee's book. As Benfica just frustrated, having a hard time building up play. They they looked, they literally looked jet lagged, which is hard to believe because uh, it's not that long of a flight from Lisbon to Glasgow, and uh, they are. You can see that there are heavy legs from the fixture congestion, but Rangers is dealing with the same exact thing. Rangers much fresher looking. Perhaps uh, JJ got the the. The rotation wrong, and he has gotten it wrong more than he's gotten it right this season, I have to say. Uh, whenever it comes time to rotate, I, I, it seems like he gets it wrong more than he gets it right and then has to correct it with substitutions, and that that isn't always even a guarantee either that it's going to resolve the situation. In the 44th, though, Rafa gets an opportunity for Benfica, but his opportunity is blocked as he has a left-footed shot from the center of the box as he gets on the end of a cross from Everton. And that takes us to halftime. And at halftime, Rangers lead 1-0. And we come out in the second half right off the bat, and it's an offside to Rangers' James Tavernier as he tries a through ball uh, for Alfredo Morelos. I should say the offside is on Morelos as he was caught offside. Looked to be walking in. Uh, with a good chance to double the lead two minutes later. And Waldschmidt misses one as he has a right-footed shot from the center of the box. It's close, but he misses just to the right of of McGregor's goal. In the 49th minute, two minutes later, Befica again on the attack, trying to get level, and it is Everton once again. Right-footed shot once again, but again, he his shot is blocked. Uh, he was picked out from a long pass from Gabriel, who Gabriel in this one was not good. This was not one of Gabriel's better matches. Um, the problem with Gabriel, like we say, is he is he is hot and cold. He is on and off. And if Gabriel could become a consistent player, or obviously if he could become consistently good, if he plays the way he the way he plays when he plays well, if he could consistently do that or more consistently do that, I think he'd be in he'd be, you know, a much more regarded player. And we've seen him able to do a lot of things, but he is, remember, adapting to a new role. He's no longer that that midfielder at the front of the triangle applying pressure high pressure uh in the attacking third and 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 getting up in support of the strikers. He's now the holding midfielder. So it is a change of role, but uh he he has been able to use his vision this way, and and he loves to spray the long balls. And now he's just got to work on the positioning, in my opinion, and he's got to work on conserving himself a little bit more because I think he wastes a lot of energy making side-to-side runs that he doesn't necessarily have to make, but he also finds himself having to cover for Grimaldo all the time. I say this episode after episode. um, Because our outside backs play so high, Okay, they play so high, and they're especially Grimaldo because right now with Gilberto, he doesn't he doesn't go quite as high. But in theory, both of them would be playing this way. That's the way the system is designed. But if you could, don't have the personnel right now to play it that way. But 
That is the way it's designed, and I think it's not a good fit. This system is not a good fit for the group of players we have. It leaves holes, and it requires Gabriel to spend a lot of time covering for Grimaldo. 55th minute, and Georges Zuzouge decides it's time to go to the bench. He makes a double substitution. On comes Diogo Gonçalves. He replaces Waldschmidt, who did not have a good game. And on comes the in-form Pizzi replacing Chiquinho. And Pizzi on a run of form, like I said in episode 98, he is he is in one of those runs that he gets on when he's on form, when he's playing at a very high level. And in my opinion, when Pizzi gets on this form, you ride that form out. Don't start moving him around. Don't start sitting him because I know players need rest, but PZ is the type of player that is so streaky that when when the iron's hot, you got to you got to play it. When the hand is hot, you keep playing it. And I think that uh PZ right now should be in the lineup all the time until he cools off, until he, you know, has a has a game or two in a row with with no contributions. I I'm not I don't care so much about his his play in terms of his, his passes completed, in terms of you know how many fakes he get, how many successful dribbles, in terms of his marking, right? PZ is the type of player. Okay, what he has that the rest of the team really lacks is he has the quality of the final pass. This team really lacks the ability to connect the final pass in the attacking third. PZ brings that. He sets up his teammates, and he also is a very good finisher for a midfielder when he's on form, and right now he's on form. So PZ checks in in the 55th, 58th minute, and it is Seferovic with the left-footed shot from outside the box. Close, but he misses to the right after he gets on the end of a ball from Diogo Gonçalves, and Benfica starting to take control of the match. Benfica's a better team. They, they have the better personnel, I should say. But Rangers, the more cohesive unit right now, and it showed this was a classic battle of individuals versus a unit. Um, we move ahead to the 60th minute, and it is Leon Balgon, Balogon of Rangers. He has a header from the center of the box, but it is saved in the top center by Elton Late. A good, a good performance from Elton in this in this match in a rare Europa League. Um, Start. He had just played the the Portuguese Cup match just a few days earlier against Paris, and in the 66, it's Benfica again on on the uh, on the offensive, and it is off of a corner. Pizzi taking the corner, and he his cross his cross finds the head of Jardel, and Jardel heads it from the center of the box, but it's high and wide. Benfica miss a chance to pull level, and they would pay for that just. Four minutes later, we're in the 66th minute, and have a listen. Sorry, changing things just yet for Stephen Gerrard. Kamara for Borisic, and now this is Kimarif. Oh, superb! That is magnificent from Kimarif. Turnout Rangers. That could just do it. Some finish from Kimaruf. Right into the corner. To add to his goal that he scored in Liège, which was something quite special indeed. This is as well at Ibrox tonight. So it's the Englishman, Kamar Roof. On a, he is assisted by Borna Barisic, and his right-footed shot from outside the box finds the top left corner. Nothing Elton can do about this one. Some not so good defending here, and that is another theme uh, for this season. And again, I've said it before, and I'm probably annoying you guys with this now, but uh, you know all the hate on Otamendi. But when Otamendi's not there, the same mistakes get made. Oh yeah, maybe it's not a. a the same executional error, but Benfica's positioning here defensively was all over the place. It was not good, and it's worth noting Benfica without I I failed to mention at the start Benfica without three key key players uh, in this match. Of course, with in addition to other players that that are missing through injury, but Benfica missing Darwin Nunez, Ulian Weigel, and Adel Terapt all two positive COVID tests. So again, Benfica. Not coming in with all of their all of their weapons, and they find themselves down two nil with 
20 minutes to go, roughly. And George Zouge decides it's time to, to make a structural change. And on comes young Gonzalo Ramuj as um, he was eager to redeem himself after a not-so-good performance against Paridge at the weekend. Uh, he replaces Gilberto, so the formation changes a bit as we add an attacker, remove a defender, and Benfica start pushing higher. In the in the 77th minute, it would all start to unfold as Benfica are going forward. And the first attempt belongs to Seferovic. He has a left-footed shot from the center of the box, but it is blocked. And the ball falls. It is blocked by Tavernier. The ball falls for Gonzalo Ramos. Sorry, it was not blocked by Tavernier. It was blocked by... Um, I apologize. The, the shot was blocked by Goldson. And it then drops for Gonzalo Ramos. Gonzalo Ramos has a try at goal. McGregor is able to save it, but off... It, off of McGregor, the shot will hit off of the said Tavernier, and it will go off of him and into the goal. And I like to give credit to Gonzalo Ramos for this one, but it does go in the book as an own goal. Have a listen here, all right, as it sounded on CBS here in the United States. It's the comeback on for Benfica again against Rangers. Well, it was on 77 minutes when they pulled it back to 3-2 last time out against Rangers in Lisbon. Well, it's an own goal from Tavernier. This will go down as... It looks as though McGregor might have done enough, but... In the end, it is Benfica who... So on 77 minutes, it is two to one. Benfica pull one back, and I'd like to give credit to Gonzalo Ramos for this one, but it goes in the book officially as an own goal to James Tavernier, and Benfica now with 13 minutes to try to pull level. And you know what? I'm being 100% honest when I say this. I had a feeling once we got that first one that the second one was going to follow. Um, psychologically, I know Rangers <laughs> Rangers um, felt like they were feeling deja vu from from match day three as uh, they squandered a a two goal lead in roughly the same amount of time and. That first one goes in, and you know that everyone in a blue blue jersey was thinking the same thing, and you know Steven Gerrard was thinking about it. Um, but two minutes later, they try to put the game away in the 79th minute. Alfredo Morelos uh, has a left-footed shot from the side of the box, but it is saved nicely by Elton Late once again, keeping it at 2-1 to one and keeping Benfica's hopes alive. 79th minute, and Glenn Kamara goes in the referee's book for a bad foul. Yellow card, two Rangers is, um, a Rangers is midfielder for a foul on Harris Seferovic. And one minute later, who else? Luis Miguel Afonso Fernandes. Have a listen. Nervy times with 10 minutes to go. Rafa Silva. This is nicely worked from Benfica. Oh, they've got another one. It's Pizzi. And a piece of magic from him has brought Benfica level. Extraordinary. Two goals in three minutes. And that is flashed beyond McGregor. Lovely football. And how he has blasted that in. Taken this so well. And Benfica all of a sudden have leveled things up. And you heard me use his real name there. You know him better as Peasy. And he... Brings Benfica level and underrated and unnoticed by many on this goal is a the brilliant, brilliant 
bit of skill from Gonzalo Ramos to even get that ball to Pizzi as it was like a double heel flick, if you will. He used his right foot to flick the ball, his right heel to flick the ball onto his left heel to flick the ball onto the path of Pizzi. Pizzi hammers it in the roof of the netting, and it is 2-2, two to two, and Rangers have to be gutted at this point. Mefica's players look confident they can still get a third as there are still 10 minutes to play. They they draw level with two goals two minutes apart, and they are pushing forward. However, in the 90th minute, George Zuz puts a halt to that. George Zuz happy to get out of Ibrox with a point. He subs off Harris Seferovic and sends on Ferro for the closing moments to secure the point. And the referee blows his whistle for full-time at 90 plus 3. And it is Benfica 2, Rangers 2 in Glasgow. And I guess we'll quickly go through the goal point here. And once again, Steven Gerrard, just in ma- as in match day uh, 3. And no substitutions made for Rangers. They ran the same 11 guys all 90 minutes. We'll start with their uh, ratings. McGregor in goal, 5.3. Tavernier 5.6 with an own goal. Goldson 6.2. Balogun 5.3. And Barisic 5.2. Kamar Rolf, the Englishman, would be the man of the match according to goal point with a 6.7 rating. Uh, Arfield would have a 6.2. Steven Davis 6.6. Glenn Kamara 5.4. And Steven Kent 5.9. And... Alejandro Morelos is a 5.4. Rangers had an expected goal, an XG of 1.6, and they scored two goals. Benfica, same XG, same expected goal, 1.6, and they also pick up two goals. Um, So this game was very, very even, despite the two different styles and the two different places that the teams are in their growth right now, in their individual growth and in their collective growth. Um... Elton with a 6.0 in goal. Gilberto 5.6. Jardel 6.0. Vertonghen with a tough night, 4.8. That second goal has a lot of weight on uh, on Jan Vertonghen. Grimaldo with a 6.2. Everton. Cebolinha 5.5. Gabriel 6.4. Chiquinho uh, with a rough night in the 4.6. Rafa 5.9. Also not a good night for him. Uh, Luca Waldschmidt 4.3. A very, very tough um, just uh, unrememberable, <laughs> non-memorable, forgettable night, if you will, for Jean-Luca Waldschmidt and Seferovic, 5.4. But the substitutions were the ones to make the difference as Diogo Salvage with a 5.3. Beasy off the bench for a 6.3 and a goal, and Ra- Gonzalo Ramos, 4.9. Let's quickly run through a little bit of the statistics and you had shots 8 to uh, 12 to 8 I should say in favor of Benfica but shots on goal 6 to 3 in favor of Rangers much more efficient and accurate Rangers with their shooting actions in the opponents um area Benfica 23 actions in in Rangers area to only 11 it, at the other end for Rangers Rangers had no corners in this match. Benfica with four. Uh, pass efficiency. Benfica with the high 86% pass efficiency. Rangers with a 77%. When it comes to the vertical pass, Rangers 56% efficient to Benfica's 74%. Um, defensive actions in the opponent's middle third. You have Benfica with 22 defensive actions in the middle third, while Rangers only 10. Two different styles, like we said. Rangers playing a much more direct, old-fashioned, Route 1 British style. Um, Benfica not playing that style, thus winning a lot of these categories on these statistics and analytics that are collected by a goal point. And possession went 60-40 in favor of Benfica. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And on the other side of this break, we're going to talk about match day five against Lech. Pause it here on Mr. Benfica. I am the Mr. Mike Agustinu. You can follow me on Twitter at Benfica Mr. On Instagram at Mr. Benfica. And on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash Mr. Benfica. Don't forget to check out the web page as there's new content going up there. Um, 
at the very least weekly, but I try to do a couple of, of posts a week right now. www.mrbenfica.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to episode 99 of Mr. Benfica. Fast forward one week now, and we are at the Stadio Delusion. It's match day five, and it is Benfica taking on the Polish side, Lech Poznan. Remember that the reverse fixture on match day one was a 4-2 to victory for Benfica in Poland. And we'll start with the 11 for the Polish side, managed by Darius Zurau in goal, Filip Bednarek. Across the back in their 4-4-2. Bodon Butko is the right back. Ludomir Satka and Tomas Dejewski are the center back pairing with Timotius Pachus as the left back. In midfield four, as we said, Mikel Skoras is the right midfielder with Carlo Muhar and Philippe Marchwinski in the middle of the park. And down the left is Jan Sakora. And up front, Nika Kachara and Mohamed Awad. Yes, this is um, very, <laughs> this is a, believe it or not, this was already a weak team in, in Lech Poznan, and they fielded an even weaker team, opting to leave a lot of their top uh, normal players off of the off of the, the starting 11 for this one, um, focusing on league play and trying to develop some of the lesser played players. So, I don't want to get too excited about this match, um, but a lot of people at the time were quite excited, but realized that we were not playing that good of a team. We were playing a pretty poor team, and I think there's a lot of teams in Portugal, for example, better than Lech Poznan, so keeping everything in perspective. But Jorge Jesus welcomes back four starters that missed that were not in the starting lineup in the previous fixture one week earlier in Scotland. So, Vlacodimus, um, Otamendi, Pizzi, and Darwin Nunez are all back into the starting 11 and Odis and Golas, as you would imagine. The right back is Gilberto Vertonghen and Otamendi in the middle of the defense with Grimaldo on the left. Gabriel, the central midfielder with Pizzi to one side, Rafa to the other. And in the attack, the three-man uh, front line, Darwin Nunez gets the nod at striker with Chiquinho to one side and Everton to the other. And Benfica knowing full well that a victory means that they would punch their ticket to the round of 32 in this competition. And they wanted to do that as soon as possible, obviously. And Benfica would start out on the right foot. This was a, a match that they were given very little trouble and um, first chance of the game comes comes fairly early for Benfica. First good chance is in the 15th minute, and it is Darwin as he gets a, a header from the center of the box, and he misses just to the right, gets on the end of a cross from Gilberto. And remember, Darwin missed 14 days at least. Well, he was, he was quarantined for 14 days after coming back from uh, service with the Uruguay national team. Having contracted COVID-19, he was quarantined and then training alone. So it had been some time. So I think this was a good decision by the manager to start him to work out some of the rust against a lesser opponent as the, the fixture list starts to get congested going forward or continues to get congested, I should say. And in the 20th minute, it is Peasy with a right-footed shot in the center of the box, but it's saved in the bottom right corner. Darwin had set up Peasy for that one. One minute later, it's Grimaldo with the left-footed shot from outside the box, but it's high and wide. Four minutes later, Benfica still on the offensive, still on the attack, and Chiquinho has a right-footed shot from outside the box blocked, and Benfica knocking on the door, knocking, knocking, knocking. As we move to the 32nd minute, Darwin Nunez again with a header from the center of the box. This one misses right. Benfica 
really um, in complete control of this match. Just not efficient at all in front of goal. Almost frustratingly so. Um, but finally, in the 35th minute, we get the breakthrough, and it comes off a set piece. The assist goes to guess who? Yeah, I'm going to say his full name. <laughs> Luis Miguel <laughs> Afonso Fernandes off of a corner kick. Have a listen. Now, this is the first corner kick of the game as we head towards the final 10 minutes of the first half. Pitsy to take it. A deep delivery and a brilliant header from Batongan. And the breakthrough for Benfica. Simple as that from the set piece. So with an emphatic header. Across the goalkeeper who will probably feel he should still have got to that. But left a little unsighted maybe as Vertonghen rose above Mikhail Skorash. Generated plenty of power but more importantly perhaps the precision on the header into the corner. So Peasy with the cross off of the corner, and it is Super Jan jumping higher than anybody else and staying up there longer. And Vertonghen heads the ball to the far post, beating the goalkeeper and putting Befica ahead 1-0 in the 35th. Much-needed goal to alleviate any of the pressure and to alleviate any doubt from this match. And um, Befica on the board first, 1-0. As one minute later, a, a foul is called on Nicolas Otamendi. Um, no intent there, but he does catch Nika Kacharaiva. And the um, Poznan player wouldn't, would, would stay down. And as a result, the referee, the, um, the trainer would come out, the, the physio, and he quickly makes the sign to the bench for a substitution. And uh, Lech Poznan will send on Mikael Ishak, the, the double goal scorer in the reverse fixture. He comes on for the injured Nika Kacharaiva. And it is, it is the first substitution of the match, obviously. And that takes us, though, to a halftime. Um, one final chance at the end of the first half for Benfica. Uh, Grimaldo left-footed shot from outside the box. Too high. Benfica looking comfortable, feeling comfortable. But again, they're playing against a team that I don't think would qualify for Europe out of the Portuguese league. So keep that in mind. I mean, um, having watched some tougher matches in Portugal this season, uh, a Vitória Guimarães or a definitely a Braga, but a Vitória Guimarães, or Riwav is a stronger team by far than, than this Lech Poznan. So, Benfica comfortable, though, and happy to be in the lead. We go into the second half. And Pizzi has a right-footed shot from outside the box that is close, but it misses just to the right um, after he is set up by Rafa. Pizzi again with another opportunity in the 48th. Blocked, however, set up by Darwin Nunez. And in the 51st, it's Everton's turn to try to get on the score sheet as he has a right-footed shot blocked um, inside, the, inside the area. He had been set up by Peasy. And the attempts just keep on coming as Shikinu gets on the rebound of that blocked shot and his shot from outside the box misses just left. In the 54th minute, it's it's a, a rare opportunity for Odie to get involved as he comes up with the save. Mohamed Awaid of Lech Poznan's right-footed shot from outside the box is saved in the center of the goal by Odiseas of Lacodimos. And that would take us to the minute 56, one minute later. And it's the second assist of the game for number 21. And I'm sure you can guess who he's setting up for the goal. And it's great to have him back. El Nino, Darwin Nunez. Scored that injury time equaliser here against Rangers in the 3-3. The They're looking to make life a bit more comfortable. And he's in again this time, Nunez. And he has scored impressively. Darwin Nunez makes it 2-0. Benfica taking a giant stride now towards the knockout stages tonight. The group stage right on cue for Darwin Nunez. And four of them have come against Lech Poznan. Just afforded a little bit too much time and space, but he kept his composure wonderfully here. 
to find the finish. Able to take that extra touch and set his sights. Darwin nets his fifth in this competition. And Benfica now comfortably ahead 2-0. And you can feel more weight coming off the shoulders. The round of 32 now seems to be locked up. And the assist, of course, once again from PZ. And don't hold your hats. Don't go anywhere. Because two minutes later, you missed it if you looked away. And do you want his real name or do you want his nickname? Again, the very informed, most most informed player right now for Benfica, or at least at the time of this match. Here he is, Mr. Number 21. I'll just call him Number 21 here as he is set up by his good friend Rafa. Have a listen as PZ makes it 3-0. That is something they didn't manage until his goal in the 93rd minute on match day one. This is Pizzi. Benfica sensing the chance for a big win. They've got another one. It's the captain who scored it this time as he curls it into the corner. It's a second in a matter of moments. It's 3-0. Let that continue in the build-up and how Pizzi took full advantage. He was also a goal scorer when these sides met in Poland on match day one. So PZ makes it 3-0 to Benfica in the 57th minute and he pulls level with Darwin. Each of them now with five goals in this UEFA Europa League. And Georges Zuzuz decides it's time to make a couple changes here in the 59th double substitution on comes Harris Seferovic replacing Darwin Nunez. And on comes the returning Ulian Weigel as he replaces Shikinu. And a much needed run for run out for Ulian Weigel, who also had just recovered from COVID-19. And in the 62nd minute, Lech Poznan will also make a substitution as Daniel Ramirez replaces Mohamed Awaid. And also, Alan Servinsky replaces Michel or Mikel Sikoros. Moving forward, it's all Benfica still. Everton in the 67th with a right-footed shot from outside the box. Saved in the bottom left corner. Benfica makes another substitution in the 69th. On comes Pedrinho and off comes Everton. And uh, in the 71st minute, Poznan's. Uh, Philippe Marchwinski will go into the referee's book for a foul on Nico Otamendi. Um, an, an opportunity for Luca Waldschmidt in the 74th minute as he has a left-footed shot from outside the box. Blocked, however, by the defender by Thomas uh, Dijewski. If he could continue to push and we get another substitution from Georges Zouj in the 76th minute. On comes Franco Cervi, replacing Rafa Silva. A hard day's work at the office for Rafa Silva. And Befica continue to press as Lech will make a, a substitution of their own in the 81st minute. Jacob Motor replaces Philippe Marchewinski. And they would finally get a rare opportunity at goal in that 81st minute. Bogdan Butko would have a left-footed shot from more than 35 yards out, and it was too high to trouble Odi Vlakodimos. Mefica still knocking at the door, still pushing in the 83rd minute. Seferovic with an attempt right-footed shot from the center of the box, but it was high and wide, set up by Gabriel. But in the 88th minute, a rare goal for a guy who really needed it. All right, and we just said we just mentioned his name. He just jumped off the bench. Of course, just getting back to the team after beating COVID-19. And it is Ulian Weigel. Have a listen. Element of authority right to the end here, Benfica. There's the strike from distance. The settlement heading towards the last minute of the 90. And it's Ulian Weigel with a fabulous finish. Stepping off the subs bench to wrap it up. 4-0, only the second goal that he's ever scored in it. And it's one to remember. Brilliant effort. They stood off him, they invited him to set his sights. Maybe not expecting him to be capable of what followed. Only other 
European goal actually came in Lisbon, but it was for Dortmund at Sporting in the Champions League over four years ago. Julian Weigel makes it a 4-0, and it's his second career goal for Benfica. And as you heard there, his second career European goal, you heard who he scored <laughs> his other European goal against. It's a memorable one, and of course, it is against our neighbors. And um, a much-needed goal for Julian Weigel. Uh, Benfica would see it out. 4-0 winners on the night. Um, and Benfica through to the round of 32. Let's take a look quickly at the goal point here. As Poznan would have a 0.2 expected goals. Um, very little going for Lech. And their goalkeeper, uh, Bednarek, would have a 3.3 rating. Butko, the right back, would be their best-rated player at a 6.2 uh, Satkova would be 5.1, uh, Dijewski 5.2, Pukas 4.2, uh, Skoras 4.6, uh, Mohamed Awad 4.9, Muhar 4.7, Marchewinski 4.0, Sikora 5.3, and Kacharava 3.7. Of course, he was subbed off early. Off of the bench, Ishak had a 4.6, Ramirez 5.6, Zerwinski 4.9, and Kravitz 4.7. Benfica would have Vlacodimos pick up a clean sheet but only a 5.4 rating. Not much for him to do in this one. Gilberto 5.8, Otamendi 5.7, Vertonghen 7.5, Grimaldo 5.4, Everton 6.0, Gabriel 7.6, Shikinu 5.8, Rafa 7.5, and Darwin Nunez 6.5 on his return with the goal, and the man of the match with an 8.6 rating. I've said his name, I've said his real name, I've said his nickname, I've addressed him by his number. He's also the captain, at least while Andre Almeida is out. It is PZ 8.6. He is the man of the match with a goal and two assists. As we look at a couple of the statistics here, Benfica 18 shots to 5, 6 of those on goal to Poznan with only 1. Actions in the opponent's area, 34 for Benfica, 5 for Lech Poznan, uh, 4 corners for Benfica to 3. Pass efficiency, 85% pass efficient, Benfica to 82% Lech Poznan. Benfica 69% efficient on the vertical pass to 63% for Lech uh, defensive actions in the middle third. Befico with 22. Alec with 16. Each team committed 9 fouls. And Befico won the possession battle 57% to 43. Let's take a look then at the table. One match to play. That match, of course, coming up on Thursday, December the 10th. As everybody will be in action. But it is unfortunately Rangers at the top. As they would get a late winner against Standard Liège. To hang on to first place. A little bit of a death blow to to Benfica's hopes of winning the group in my opinion. But uh, both Rangers and Benfica on 11 points. Benfica with the superior goal difference. But Rangers win the head-to-head with three away goals to two. Lech is third with three points. And Standard Liège in last also with three points in that ladies and gentlemen is episode 99 and you know what that means episode 100 is next i can't believe it it is time for episode 100 um i have to admit when i started this out that i had a i had a little bit of doubt because i've started a lot of things in my life started a lot of projects and um a lot of things make it to you know one two three four Five, six, maybe weeks, but here we are, um, having completed episode 99, and it was a Europa League edition. Coming your way, though, this week, still on the feed. All right, before you, we get to episode 100, um, we got a, an, uh, the second installment of the history of Portugal at the Euros, a complete history. It's episode two. That's going to drop, of course, during your throwback Thursday. Uh, it's going to drop early in the morning on the PTB Media Network. And here on Mr. Befica, it'll drop later in the day. Of course, because the Befica are playing early in the day. So that will drop. It's Portugal versus Spain from Euro 84. So you can expect that late in the afternoon 
or evening hours, depending where you are. Maybe it's early uh, Friday morning, depending where in the world you are listening from. But that is dropping, that is done, that is published, and it's on a timer and will be released accordingly. Also, um, with any luck, on Thursday night or Friday morning, I will put out uh, the second episode of the Tasa show. We got a Tasa weekend coming up uh, this weekend, as it will be uh, Benfica taking on um, Villa Franquens as they won their match earlier today against San Juanes. I actually caught some of this um, on Canal Ons. Um, I did. I purchased the the app actually for Canal Ons, and I'm now a subscriber. I'm shocked that. Um, it only works on my phone. I can't. I can't seem to get it on a computer or a television. Um, but it works on my phone, and I, I am shocked because there. I now have access there as well to the Brasileirão, and I know Brasileirão has an exclusive contract with the provider in the United States. But it's all good. Greek Super League is on Canal Owens also, and all of the Portuguese um, Federation events. So the the youth and the women's national teams. Uh, as well as the Liga BPI is on there too. I'm pretty psyched. I've enjoyed watching it so far. Uh, some real good analysis shows, so it's good. And speaking of Canalons, of course, condolences to um, the legend, the family of the legend, I should say, coaching legend, Vitor Oliveira, who passed away last week. He had most recently uh, guided Pasos, I'm sorry, he had guided Gil Vicente last season to survival in the first division, had taken a year sabbatical before selecting another project. At least that was his plan. Uh, he had been doing some great analysis work for Canalons. Unfortunately, passed away unexpectedly last week. Um, I've always said he's one of the good guys, and there is nobody out there that has anything ill to say about Senor Vitor Oliveira, and I know that Portuguese football is sorely going to miss him. And not to get into this in this episode, but when you see the type of things that our manager pops off at the mouth with, and I understand, you know, that the manager is who he is, but um, these are things that would never come out of out of the mouth of Vitor Oliveira. And Paulo Futre said it best. He tweeted that um, the king of promotions, because Vitor Oliveira had been prom- had gotten 11 teams promoted to the first division in his career. He says the king of promotions earned his final and ultimate promotion, and there's no relegation where he's going. And I, as, as a man of faith, I agree with that. I hope I'm hopeful, and I do believe that Vitor Oliveira um, is at peace, um, and in, is in his glory right now. Um, but very sad to lose such a brilliant football mind, and he was still fairly young. He was not that old in his 60s, so um, condolences, of course, to the Oliveira family. All right, and that is it, guys. That is episode 99, so I just told you what's coming up. Then after that, sometime this weekend, it'll be episode 100. Pastor Zufreda draw the lucky straw to be the opponent for episode 100. Don't forget, though, Thursday, December 10th, Benfica in action in the UEFA Europa League. It is match day six, the final match of of the group stage. Um, If Rangers slip up and Benfica win, Benfica can win the group. Otherwise, the match is little to play for, but it is Benfica traveling to Belgium to take on Standard Liège, and it's an early kickoff. It's a 12.55 p.m. kickoff here where I am in the east coast of the United States, which makes it 5.55 Lisbon time and 6.55 in in Belgium, if I'm not mistaken, p.m. So enjoy the match. And this weekend, Benfica versus Vila Verdense. I'm sorry, Vila Franquense in the Taça de Portugal. So I'll talk about it a little bit on the Taça show, and I'll catch you um, on the next episode. So thank you again for listening. This has been the Mr. Mike Agustinho, and I'm signing off. Mr. Befica is a production of the PTB Media Network. I'll catch you next time.